Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the United States. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome to a marine insurance special of IB Talk. I'm Jen Frost and today we're joined by CNA Senior Marine Underwriter Wesley Lai. Wesley, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, great to have you with us, Wesley. And of course, you do join us at a critical time for shippers and marine underwriters. We're quite a fast-moving situation in the Red Sea at the moment. What impact are you seeing from disruption in the Red Sea on shipping? Well, I think we should provide a little context on the Suez Canal first. It's the shortest and fastest sea route between Asia and Europe with about 10% of the world trade volume passing through the Suez, and of course, by extension, the Red Sea. We've been seeing a marked decrease in the number of vessels passing through the Suez, and according to Bloomberg, there's been about a daily average of about 80 free transits in about mid-2023, down to a daily average of about 49 as of the week of January the 17th. So really, because of these disruptions, most shipping lines are diverting away from the Red Sea for their February sailings. And how they do this is by taking a longer route, which goes around Africa's Cape of Good Hope, the southern point of Africa. And this route adds an additional 10 or so days of average travel time on top of whatever additional field costs may be incurred. And really, this is increasing exposure as well due to bad weather. Now, consequently, shippers and importers are experiencing delays in the arrival times for their cargo. This comes along with a steep rise in the cost of a standard shipping container from the Far East, which according to Bloomberg again, was approximately 170% in the 30 days leading up to January 17th. Of course, this is having impacts on insureds and insurers as the additional freight charges from the shipping lines, you know, really either due to the increased risk and the vessel premium sustained when navigating through the Red Sea, or due to the additional 10 days of sailing time from deviating around the southern tip of Africa. Of course, cargo insurance premiums are typically calculated on either the selling price or the purchase price and freight costs. And thus, any increase in the freight costs directly raises the cost of insuring the goods or their cargo. And I think I really do also want to mention that this disruption directly impacts the safety of the seafarers on board those vessels still transiting the Red Sea. And while only a single successful hijacking has occurred, the continued attacks on on vessels pose a hazard to seafarers, not just in terms of physical hazards, of course, but also the stress and welfare of these people. Thank you, Wesley. How were insureds looking to get around these Red Sea marine and cargo risks? In general, cargo insurance does provide cover for any sorts of deviation of voyage. Again, in this case, such as changing the voyage to around the southern tip of Africa without any notification really being required by the insured when such a deviation is outside of their direct control. The hot topic, of course, is with regard to war risks, 
cargo policies normally cover such exposures for cargo while on board vessels or aircrafts, but generally insurers may cancel war coverage with seven days notice to the insureds. On the other side of that, however, war risk cover for cargo on land, i.e. once discharged from the overseas vessel or aircraft, is not covered by cargo insurers. This type of cover is available from specialist underwriters, typically from Lloyd's. Okay, okay. So it's it's quite a specialist product then to do so over land. Wesley, how are we seeing underwriters responding at the moment? I have to preface this as these comments are pretty general in nature as individual insurance companies you know, may react differently since the situation in the Red Sea is quite fluid and can change quite quickly. For containerized cargo, most insurers are continuing to provide that war cover at no additional premium for in-force policyholders. Now, having said that, new policies, renewal policies, spot policies, and bulk cargo are attracting additional war premium if it is transiting the Red Sea or being shipped to other conflict areas. And for some insurers, inquiries are being made into the nationality of the vessel being used, with certain countries attracting, unfortunately, increased war premiums as they are being specifically targeted. And for in-force policies covering bulk commodities, there is a notice of cancellation midterm being given to those policyholders so that additional war premiums can be applied. And sort of in the background through the Joint Cargo Committee, or JCC for short, which is a London-based committee of cargo underwriters, underwriters such as myself across the globe are provided regular updates on political tensions worldwide and by country. And of course, this does include the Red Sea and the surrounding region. The JCC also publishes monthly guidance regarding additional premiums on war and strikes risks, as well as sending out a monthly newsletter called the Global Cargo Watchlist that sort of provides in-depth reports on conflict regions to assist and keep underwriters informed. Wesley, what impact are we seeing from the disruption on claims? This is a really tough question. Uh, Here in Canada, at least, The market isn't experiencing many direct losses from the disruption on shipping in the Red Sea. I think of perhaps more concern are what we would consider indirect losses that we expect to see in the coming months. And, you know, these sort of include things like the impact of heavy weather off the Cape of Good Hope. These longer transit times, of course, are going to be impacting perishable goods in particular. There's going to be increased costs on claims to replace your damage or lost cargo, as I mentioned earlier, due to those increased freight rates and the supply chain disruption that comes with it. Surprisingly, there's also going to be something called the dislocation of containers from the disrupted supply chains and the subsequent use of substandard containers. And this is something we actually did see impact claims during the supply chain disruption during the pandemic. And of course, with all this comes the increased human error, such as breakdowns and vessels just running aground. Absolutely, Wesley. And of course, coming out of the pandemic and into another situation, we're also seeing uh, Panama Canal limits due to droughts. Are we seeing the sort of compound global trade issues? 
Well, the drug conditions in Panama have been a concern since 2023, with about 5% of the world's seaborne trade passing through the canal, and alongside that, 40% of U.S. container traffic. You know, ironically enough, prior to the disruptions in the Red Sea, the Suez Red Sea route was considered a way to bypass the conditions in Panama. So we're currently in a situation where both major canals are facing huge disruptions. And the low water levels will likely continue for some time as we are facing extreme El Nino conditions this year, alongside the added effects of climate change, of course, which affect the severity of a drought in Panama. As a result, I know some shipping lines are trucking cargo rather than using the Panama Canal. This, however, does increase exposure to the cargo through the additional loading, unloading, and potential theft exposures really not present when cargo is simply just on board a vessel. And Wesley, of course, insurers have been underwriting marine for hundreds of years. So what events would have shaped the lessons that they'll be putting into practice and perhaps some of the risk mitigation advice that might be being shared with clients as well? I could talk forever about this, despite being one of the oldest forms of insurance. You know, marine insurance does continue to evolve and grow through these major events across the world stage. And, you know, sometimes even in a cyclical manner, those particularly familiar with hull and machinery wordings are likely to know the somewhat infamous perils clause covering perils of the sea, pirates, rovers, assailing thieves, letters of mart and countermart, kings, princes, and peoples. It's, it's a really old wording that's been used for really hundreds of years. But the core component is still relevant to today's world. And, you know, as the world changes, we must also change. And if you look at a present-day policy, many of those earlier perils are still reflected in the wording and continues to be added upon as these significant events occur. Of course, for example, we do have the recent supply chain disruptions that entail due to the pandemic to look upon and grow from. War and conflict are an ever-present reality for marine insurers. The fact that you know almost 90% of everything is transported these days requires us underwriters to adapt to these changing circumstances. We really just can't say no, because where would that leave global trade? So as underwriters, we have learned to stay agile and adapt with these increasing risks. And in many cases, we will continue to provide cover, albeit with additional premiums to better reflect that exposure. And of course, when vessels need to change course to avoid conflict zones, our policies automatically allow for this. I would also I like to add, perhaps most importantly, marine insurance is a people business and close and frequent communications with both our brokers and our clients continues to be essential to how we work for everybody. CLA's Wesley Lai, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you having me on, Jen. Oh, it's been really great having you, Wesley. I've learned a lot. Thank you. And thank you also to our listeners. Uh, you can check out more podcasts, videos, and daily news from Insurance Business at www.insurancebusinessmag.com forward slash CA. Thank you for tuning into IB Talk. 
You can listen to the latest episodes on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all major listening channels. Just search for IB Talk.